do the dishes quieter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god. <laughs> do the dishes quieter. Oh my god. I can be all cool about it, but as soon as this isn't recording anymore, she's gonna fuck. Oh, you're dead. It's over. Help, it's over. Welcome to the Weekly Fantasy Roundup with your hosts, Andrew Skinner and Joel Bryant. Let's uh, dive into the week that was in the NFL, shall we, friend? Yeah? How about uh, John Gruden and the fucking shenanigans went down with him? What do you think of all this? I just don't like people like him. You know? I don't. The whole racism, homophobic stuff kind of speaks for itself, but come from a privileged hillbilly who probably butt fi- fucked his sister as a kid. Like it just, it's even worse. <laughs> right. I don't like those, those Southern hillbillies that think they're better than everybody, even though they're redneck pieces of trash. Yeah. I mean, yes, it was 10 years ago, but obviously what he did, the things that he said were unforgivable, especially in the new age of the NFL where every player has a little message on the back of their helmet about like and racism, et cetera, et cetera. Like how do you look those guys in the face knowing that you've got those tendencies, you know, it's easy for him to come out and say, Oh, you know, uh, that was years ago. I'm not talking about that anymore. I've said, I'm sorry. And I'll say, I'm sorry again. Like, sorry, John, that doesn't cut it. Well, it's not like 2011 was the year that power was invented. Like we were already at a point by then where you knew that if you put dumb shit in writing or put dumb shit on online on social media, that there's a chance he could come back at you someday. Yep. Absolutely. Like we, we knew that then. So one thing that struck me though, was <clears throat> when they were talking about it on Sunday night football and Mike Tarico, his former co-host for Monday night football, came out and said, look, I worked with John on Monday Night Football for years and I never uh, realized any racial tendencies on his behalf. Like he said, I didn't detect any of this. And he said, me being a black man myself, you know, he said, I didn't feel threatened or I didn't feel that John was in any way against me. So I took that at face value, but at the end of the day, the words are pretty scathing but that's the thing that the guy can come across to his his co-host like that but also right around the same time he's putting this shit in emails with his other white privileged buddies yep and what kind of words put on it but it's just that type of character i don't really like yep well neither do the tampa bay buccaneers apparently who have gone out of the way to remove him from their ring of honor yep fuck him one less hillbilly in football did Gruden used to coach the Bucks way back when? From what I understand, he coached them one year, and he was that beat, the year they won the Super Bowl with uh, it was, one yes. step? But uh, he beat his own former Raiders team in the final. Oh, okay. Or along the way, or something like that. Right. So but they he and basically was their coach for one year, and he won with somebody else's team. Interesting, and they added him to the Ring of Honor. Only now to he, remove them years later. Wow. Did he ever do anything else? Relevance? Like I I always felt like he was pretty much the Pierre McGuire of the NFL, like just talked too fucking much and got a job out of it. <laughs> anyway, okay, moving on. We had some 
major injuries around the NFL last week. We can talk about the ones that were significant for fantasy. Juju Smith-Schuster suffered an injury, had surgery out for the season. Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson owners like this. Guess who's got Chase Claypool? This guy. Just my TBLC team needed a boost. I don't think I want either of those guys anyways. No, well, Claypool is my wide receiver three. So I'm yeah, he moves like a statue, like he's going to drop dead any day now. It's fine. As long as, as he's dropping dead, the ball falls out of his hands into Claypool's hands and he takes it to the house. I don't care. Uh, let's see who else got injured. Uh, Barkley in what is probably the worst sprained ankle I've ever seen in my whole fucking life. Oh my God. I said it in the chat. I'm not a doctor, but I have no idea how that's only sprained. Right. That, that was, was grotesque. Holy fuck, man. It was, and awful. I've sprained, I've sprained my ankle really bad and like tore all the ligaments in it and everything like that. It was the doctor said it was about as worse a sprain as you can get. And it looked half as bad as that. And the way that it was just like above his ankle, it almost looked like it had dislocated and shoved everything up. I think the amount of claims for Devin Booker and fantasy this week indicates just how serious that ankle injury is. I do not expect Barkley back anytime soon. Barclays? I don't know how you could walk on that within a month, month and a half, let alone right? play, let football, alone play football. These guys are animals, so not going to count them out, but. Oh, yeah, and I'm starting to kind of feel bad for Barkley, man. He's had some bad luck with injuries in his short career, just hasn't quite been himself. And then the last couple of weeks started to look good. And then this freak injury, like he's in motion, run up to the line of scrimmage and fucking like steps on a guy's ankle on the Cowboys at the line just of scrimmage. Just a fluke. I think he stepped on his own guy, didn't he? I don't know. I thought it was the Cowboys player, but you, you could be right. Either way, that's just... Bad luck. Yeah, it's been tough, man. Let's hope that he comes back for this because you hate seeing guys that can literally explode for fantasy, just constantly yep. hurt. In uh, a league where John Gruden was allowed to exist for decades, I think Barkley deserves a little <laughs> bit of good luck. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Just going to keep tying this back to Gruden. I like that. Uh, yep. Final injury note. For our fantasy purposes, uh, Kenny Galladay did what he does best. got hurt and put up a zero burger in the process. And Kenny Galladay, doubtful for week six. And his status beyond week six is yeah, up in arms. What a shocker. Didn't see that coming. Yeah, right. Who knew? Well, with Galladay down, I just need uh, Debo Samuel to hit his eventual injury, and I think I've hit a line on my injury bingo card for the year. Yeah, there you go. Let's go ahead now and get into the week that was in TBLC. Week five, full of exciting matchups. Actually, you know what? Not really exciting matchups. I look at what went down in week five of TBLC, and all I see is a fucking sea of blowouts, to be honest with you. A lot of blowouts. A lot of blowouts, yeah. It was uh, not a tight week in TBLC, which is not reflective of the Remember standings. Remember what we said about a, a lot of teams sitting on their hands that probably shouldn't be? Yep, well. Well, then you get a week full of blowouts. 
right? But the problem now is that all those teams sitting on their hands are all right in the logjam because for the first time in TBLC history, after five weeks, every team in the league is either three and two or two and three. I've never seen anything like it in my fucking life. Mm -hmm. Good teams get squeezed out. It's crazy. Top six teams, three and two. Bottom six teams, two and three. It's crazy. I've never seen anything like it. But the guys sitting on their hands are going to continue to sit on their hands because worst case, Ontario, they're a game out of a playoff spot. Yep. So, Which, as long as I'm a game in, how come? Yeah, but you're not a game in. You're a game out. I will be. I'm trending the right direction. Don't worry about me. Yeah, I'm not. Okay, first matchup. Ah, Cole Stanza defeated Shogun Master by a score of 178 to 154. Very healthy score for Mr. Nolan and company, highlighted by Matt Stafford, 18 and a half. Mike Davis, 12 points. Look at that, fell into the end zone for the second week in a row. If only they could play the fucking Jets every other week. Zeke, 25. Antonio Brown, massive game, 31. Uh, Cooper Cup, 16. Mark Andrews, oh, my fucking God, 41.7. Is that a typo? <laughs> Who was throwing on the ball? That couldn't have been Lamar Jackson, was it? 445 yards worth of passing yards, Lamar Jackson, you mean? Don't you mean he's got 445 passing yards on the season? No, what I'm telling you is that he's a, he's a gunslinger. Oh, oh, yeah, here we go. He's a gunslinger, guys. Lamar's a gunslinger. As an aside, yeah. who wants Lamar Jackson? I'm not trading him. Sure enough. Fucking 50 points. He's staying with me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. With the win, Cole stands improved to three and two, while Shogun Master lost his third match in a row. I believe I predicted Gary for this win. Uh, I think uh, Spencer's team is a very perfect example of that logjam that we keep talking about because he had 155 points and lost again. So he's a two and three team, but he's not a two and three team. No, he should be four and one. And there's these teams that are really good that are hiding in the pack. Yep. I think he's one of them. He is one of them. Yep. He's deep at receiver. He's got Eckler. Just gotta find a uh, just gotta find a, a reliable team. flex, and he could be uh, he could be competitive going forward. He's uh, and I think those little anomalies are gonna sort themselves out, and teams like Spencer's are gonna start stomping people. Yeah, well, I think he's gonna benefit going forward from having uh, Deontay Johnson, as I expect him to get a boost in production of the Juju's out of the way. So, I think uh, Spencer's team is trending in the right direction despite the fact that he lets random.org make all those major decisions for him. I wonder if he uses random.org to set his lot up every week. Maybe that's how he Well, he must not be using your Fantasy Pros app because he's actually putting up some points. Hey, I don't use Fantasy Pros anymore. Fantasy, they're fucking dead to me, okay? In fact, that's a fucking dirty word. Just like John Gruden, I don't want to hear that name come up on this podcast anymore. Okay, we'll see what happens. Okay. That's, I'm assuming he used random.org decide to bench Odell over Marvin Jones. Who knows? Who knows what method he uses? But in any event, he is 
two and three. So whatever method he's using uh, ain't working. Maybe he needs to uh, get a new schedule. Who knows? Because like you said, with a different schedule, this team could easily be four and one or better. If that's me, I'm starting Mervin. I'm starting Mervin. I'm starting Odell over Mervin Jones all day long. Well, if he was you, he'd be out of the guillotine league. So there's that. <laughs> When's that uh, not going to be a narrative on this show anymore? Never. When it's here to stay. When, I'm, when am I going to be able to sit down and record this podcast and not have to worry about that keeping coming up? When you get eliminated? No, I'll still do it then. Wow, you'll still dunk on me. Yeah, because you went out first. It's not going away. Okay, that's great. Just get some airbags around your chair and buckle up. Yeah, okay. Well, fuck the airbags and fuck the seatbelt. I'm just going straight through the windshield on this one. <laughs> All right, moving on. The Roundhousers defeated four verticals by score 188 to 136. Devin. Had the high school Big week, week for 180 Davin. points. Wow. He might actually be well on his way to 11-3. Who knows? His big score was highlighted by – no, actually, no outlandish scores. I mean, obviously, Hollywood Brown, 33, was huge. But he had a lot of consistency. Aaron Rodgers, 23. Kamara, 29. Jacobs, 16. Sanders, 20. Evans, 29. Hollywood, 33. Christ almighty. What a week. What a week to have a Baltimore Raven on your roster. Good for him. So I see uh, Josh Jacobs find the end zone. I didn't think he scored touchdowns. (laughs) He he scored one for me last week in the guillotine league. Must be the Skinner thing. What a shock. Uh, Okay. Roundhousers, 188. Four verticals, 136. Yeah, Roundhousers ball. won their second match in a row to improve to two and three, while Ryan lost to fall to two and three. I like Ryan's team at the top half, but man, the bottom half of his lineup is killing him. If he goes, if he goes two and four with a loss this week, I can see him hitting a smash button pretty hard. Well, if he wants to slide into my DMs and make a trade, I am all ears. So Ryan, if you're listening, hit me up. Yeah, I talked to him and he doesn't. Let's see. Team Dinner defeated football team by score of 187 to 167. Justin was complaining in the group chat about blah, 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 points, kids. I was very quick to remind him that he won the league last year with a 5-8 and eight record, but Justin seems to have forgotten all about that. He is getting smashed on pretty hard. Yeah, well, again, this is what I'm saying. When I won the league, I didn't give a fuck the next season if I did anything. I was a fucking defending champ. Here he is just five weeks in, already fucking bitching about points against. Motherfucker, you won this league last year with five fucking wins. Get out of here. Through five weeks, he has the most points against at 801 in the league. Yeah, well, whatever. For context, middle of the pack is 100 lower. So, yeah, that's credible. Anyway, uh, Team Dinner's 187, highlighted by Josh Allen. Look at him go, 42 points. Nick Chubb, 24. James Robinson. Wow, I will never speak ill of James Robinson ever again. Holy shit. Can you just mix it up and just talk poorly about Allen Robinson a little bit more? (laughs) 
it's going to take Tim Tebow preaching the fucking good word of the Lord to get Al Robinson out of the grave. He is as good as fucking dead. I think the magic words are something like Alan Robinson will not be fantasy relevant this year. As soon well, as he said that about James Robinson, he was fucking gone. Yep. Off to the races. Just cut that fucking Skinner curse and he was gonzo. 149 rush yards, one rush touchdown. It's pretty good. Debo Samuel continues to get done 16.1. Michael Pittman, 20.9. Welcome to fantasy football, sir. Devontae yep. Smith. 14.7 Kyle Pitts. Hello, Kyle Pitts, alive and well. Only took that was a breakout a, week. Yeah, well, only took a no Calvin Ridley and facing the New York Jets to get him there. Football team 167. Wow, football team managed to lose despite having 48 points from Tom Brady. Wow, almost a third of his points. But this is what we were saying about Justin's team, man. Any team starting Nelson Aguilar, I don't care. How many points you put up? I don't just don't think this yeah. team is going to get you a win, man. Fuck. Why is Nelson Aguilar in fantasy football lineups? Why? I don't get it. Uh, maybe Justice team's okay when he gets McCaffrey back, you know, gets one of those wide receivers out of his flex. There's got to be better options out there, Aguilar. Yeah. Sorry for your loss, defending champ. Uh, with the loss, Justin loses his third in a row. Follow the two and three. Looks like that uh, championship hangover was just two weeks in the making. That's just dinner, who started 0 and 2, goes three straight to rebound right. three and two. Yeah. Teams trending. Pretty, pretty sure I called direction. dinner. Yeah, you did. Yep. Just going to put that out there. Way to go, friend. I got one right. It's good. Proud of you. Let's <laughs> see. Cove Cowboys defeated No Soup for You 182. 149. The old grudge match. Yeah, the boys never did comment on the podcast to suggest what they may have wagered on the matchup, which leads me to believe that they either didn't wager anything or they uh, don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> Let's hope it's uh, not the latter. Despite anyway, the, uh, the grudge match, they might have had some respect for each other's teams there. A little timid. Yeah, well, we have been talking them up since day one, and why wouldn't you? These teams yep. are incredible. Although the uh, the Mahomes Tyreek stack didn't bear nearly as much fruit this week. Last week it was good for ninety points. This week it was good for less than forty. Against Buffalo too, I figured that would just be a touchdown for touchdown, back and forth all game. Yep. Well, this is this is how good Cam's team is. He put up one hundred eighty-seven points, and Kyler had his worst game of the season, sub fourteen points. That's fucking crazy. I've never looked at my team at any point in the season and just seen, look at that man. It's fucking 20 burgers, 25 burgers all over the place. It's crazy. Yeah, his receiver group, his lowest score was 25 on the nose. That's fucking ridiculous. I did not see this coming with Jamar Chase. I did not draft him in any pools, and man, am I regretting it now. I'm interested in the whole Chase Higgins thing, how long he's going to run with that. Yeah. I, something I mean, you want to go deep on? I mean, it's fine, I guess, during the regular season, but I wouldn't have the balls to run wow. a, a wide receiver stack in the playoffs. No thanks. Go quiet in the quarterfinals, and you might get Andrew Skinner in round one. Hey, have I been reduced to a fucking verb here? 
if you hadn't before, I just reduced you to one just then. Yeah. All that talking we did last week about how lethal uh, Kareem Hunt has been, and Bishop just goes and benches him. He just flat out benched him. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah, you guys are right. Kareem Hunt's been super involved so far. I think I'll turf him to my bench. Now, granted, <laughs> I don't blame him per se. Uh, the second he found out Cook was out and Madison got mm-hmm. the call, I understand that. And you'd have to be hard pressed to bench Cordero Patterson with everything he's done so far. And you're not benching Harris. Let's see. With the win, Cove Cowboys improved to three and two, while Bishop with the loss fell to three and two. Let's move on to my matchup. Turn Ferguson defeated Labrador Colts by a score of 127 to 120. Myself, Turn Ferguson, would be considered the good luck winner of the week as I would have beat approximately one other team besides Labrador Colts this week. Lucky me, I'll take it. My paltry 127 points was highlighted by Justin Herbert, 51 points. Can you imagine? That's how bad my fucking team is. I put him 127, and 51 of those was from my fucking quarterback. <laughs> so I have just checked in on the uh, the group chat here where you posted, looks like sometime Sunday, at Joel Bryant being gifted a win versus at Steve Power this week. Yeah, it actually tagged us both in it, yeah. And then I responded to you and I said, stay mad. Is, is that still valid or are we – I don't know about that. I think somebody else is, is logging into my messenger. I'm going to have to check the logs to see what device that came from. I don't know because you have a habit of like beacon real hard when nothing is finished and then it aging very poorly on you. Herbert, 51 points, and that's the only big score my team put up. <laughs> oh, then, my God. Then, the rest of your team is a wasteland again. We just did this last week. Hey, but at least I had a couple of touchdowns this time. Damian Harris accidentally got into the end zone, and Joe Mixon yep. managed to get in somewhere amongst his 33 rushing yards. He managed to squeeze in a touchdown. Sure, that's And nobody else accident. even broke 10 points. Well, Your defense broke 10. That's good. Good for you. Thank you. I mean, you got saved this week by Barkley. Sean yeah. took a bad beat on Barkley. And Wilson, for that matter. Wilson it's... died halfway through the game. Yeah. And Barkley died basically at the beginning of the game and allowed me to squeak out the win. It's bad luck for Sean. You dunked another one. I'll take it. Hey, but you know what? My team's on the up and up. I got a boost from Claypool now with Juju going down. It's been clearly established that Elijah Mitchell is the one in San Francisco for whatever that's worth. Once he gets uh, acclimated back into the swing of things, I think he's going to do better for me going forward. He's got to buy this week to rest up. And then when they get back in week six, I think Elijah Mitchell is going to do football things for me. I'm excited. Well, despite the idea that you only scored a borderline pathetic 127 points, not pathetic, it's borderline, you still improved on last week's total by 50 points or so. So you're, yeah. you're trending in the right direction. With the win, 
Turd Ferguson improved to three and two in a tie for first place. Labrador Colts dropped their second in a row to follow the two and three in a tie for last place. And finally, got the Skinner tattoo defeated Clyde Ebers' despair. I score 170 to 103. Way to go, friend. You pulled it out. Yeah, Steve got the old injury bug too. Yeah, although it wouldn't have really mattered. You beat the shit out of him by 67, 66 points. So injuries are not. Outside of Derrick Henry, he didn't really have much going on. Yeah, Derrick Henry's pretty good, hey? He's he's pretty good. Gladding place for the Titans. It just wasn't a good week. Kirk Cousins somehow couldn't throw the ball against Detroit for some fucking reason. That is peculiar, that one. Yeah, I'm shocked. Yeah, when you predicted power to beat me, soundly, you were talking about this Cousins stealing stack. Yeah, yeah, I did. And rightfully so, man. The Lions' defense has been awful. There's no reason why Cousins – well, put it this way. Let me put it to you this way, okay? In fans of skin, I traded for Jalen Hurts, and I had Cousins as my QB going into that deal and actually held on to Cousins and started him this week and benched Hurts because I had Jefferson, and I said, nope, this Cousins, Jefferson, Stack, Cousins, Jefferson, Cousins, Steelham, whatever. The Cousins wide receiver connection is going to be very plentiful this week, and it was not, to be honest. The wide receivers did fine, not uh, not Thielen, but Jefferson did fine. But Cousins, man, he just, I don't know, after looking fantasy-relevant-ish third season, he has crashed back down to earth and is as pedestrian as it gets right now. Lamar Jackson, 51 points. Is that good? I mean, I would love to know the number he had at halftime. I think he had 6.62 points at half. No, he was over that. Okay. I know at one he was point. Well it over was, that. I think he had like 16 at the half. Yeah, you could be right. At one point, it was very low. I remember you chiming in the group chat, or you might even miss me and say, well, if Taylor keeps this up, I'm going to blow him out. So Taylor must have scored that early yep. touchdown to give you the win. And I looked and I saw Taylor with like 17 and saw the with like six and change. My running backs did just under 53 points with the Delvin Cook on my bench. Hey, we talked about Fournette. I, I applauded you for Fournette, man. What a – what a pickup he was, and you probably got him pretty late in the draft, eh? I feel like he was 10th, 11th round, something like that. Former Jaguar doing football things. Nice to see. Robert Woods yep. came back to fantasy relevance with, what, he did. 12 catches for 150 yards? Wow. Yeah, AJ Brown was... played, though he wasn't particularly effective. Uh, Jacoby Myers still – First career touchdown continues to elude him. No offense, trash. Al Robinson, wow. Four catches for 32 yards. Yeah. Christ almighty. No, uh, no, he's questionable. Good. I hope he's questionable with fucking Parkinson's. I've had enough of him. You're over Al Robinson, hey? I'm done with him this year. I don't blame you. Anyway, with the wind, your team – Proved to two and three, good for last place. SD Power fell to three and two. Way to go. Congrats on your big win. Let's quickly go over week six, make some predictions. Labrador Colts, four verticals. 
Go. I mean, I don't want to pick Sean to lose, but the whole Barkley Wilson thing, that's going to hurt. He's gone from Russell Wilson to Joe Burrow. Although Joe Burrow at Detroit, then again, Kirk Cousins could do it at Detroit. I don't know. I am going to go with Sean. Ryan the injuries. looks set to go here with a, without a defense. It's an interesting play, but he's got some some bye week stuff happening. Probably drop Brandon Ayuk. That guy is RIP. He's even worse than Al Robinson somehow. Uh, I don't know, man. I think Ryan will pick up a D, but I like Sean in this matchup. I do not like Dak at New England. New England has been very effective against quarterbacks so far this season. So it's going to be trouble for him. So that Prescott, CeeDee Lamb stack, I don't like that at all this week. So I'm going to go ahead and predict our buddy Sean, our guest this week. I'm going to predict him for the win. Next up, football team versus Costanza. I'm going to go ahead and pick a football team here. He's been putting up lots of points. Just had a relatively bad schedule so far, as you pointed out earlier, with the high points against. So I'm going to go ahead and pick him to knock off your pal, Gary Nolan. Yeah, I'm going to take football team too. Nolan's got a bit of a tough week on his hands. I love that Justin starts every week by putting McCaffrey in his lineup just to really, just really <laughs> give him that, that shot of confidence that he needs. Look at the injury reports on Justin's side, though. It's like he's trying to will McCaffrey back to full health by putting him in his lineup every week. Yep. I like it's a good option to have compared to Nolan. Nolan's got you know four guys showing up on buys. Yeah. And he's got Julio in his lineup. Who knows if he's gonna go or not? Zeke's questionable now. Nolan's got some problems this week. I think Zeke's gonna play, but again, going against New England doesn't allow much of anything on the ground either. I'm gonna stick with uh, Justin. Yeah, me too. All right, the roundhouses versus no suit for you. Can Davin pull off three wins in a row? He's going to have to knock off Bishop to do it. I'm going to say no. Bishop's got Mahomes and Hill going against the corpse of the Washington defense. Davin's got Camara on a bye. Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. Yep. I think Davin's winning streak ends here when your best player is on a bye. That's not good. It's going to be 10-4 and for Davin. Yep, Davin's going to be working towards that 10 and 4 after this week. Agreed. All right, team dinner versus Guy the Skinner tattoo. I don't even need to look at this. I'll pick team dinner to win. I will also pick team dinner to win. Nice. Is that, <laughs> is that a reverse jinx? Oh, are we talking my matchup? Oh, fuck, yes. I was the wrong one. It's amazing. <laughs> Love it. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna take myself here. I don't know. You got some bye week troubles this week. That's not me, friends. It's the other guy. Nope, that's you. You got your best running back on a bye this week. Oh, good one. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Looks like uh, Dalvin Cook is trending towards making his Skinner tattoo debut. Nice. Hopefully, he runs head on that Carolina defense. To get shut down. Yeah. Or maybe they just decide that Alexander Madison is a better back and demote Dalvin Cook to backup. 
AJ Brown in Buffalo, is he going to do anything or? I don't know. Tyre- on, uh, give me the Tennessee insight here. Tyreek Hill didn't do anything against Buffalo secondary last week. So I can't imagine AJ Brown will, although we've got a much more lethal running threat, Derrick Henry. So that might create some space for AJ. Buffalo's defense appears to be much improved. It is in prime time, and Derrick Henry does love to absolutely fucking literally embarrass teams in prime time. And my options in lieu of A.J. Brown are Henry Ruggs at Denver and Allen Robinson against who cares he's sitting. Yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, you did pick team dinner to win without even looking at your matchup. So fair enough. Fair enough. All right. I am picking me though, just to be clear. Dinner's got some advice too. Yeah. He's got nobody to replace Pitts. And if he wants somebody, he's got to drop. Looks like either Pollard or Hubbard. That's tough. It's a tough, Ooh. tough week for dinner. I got dinner on a, uh, a week. He's definitely into the buys. All right. Moving on. Cove Cowboys against Clyde Edwards Despair. Clyde Edwards Despair definitely is the appropriate name now as Clyde Edwards Alaire went straight IR. Well, I know you were really big on Powers team. You even put him like top three with Cam and Bishop. But yeah, I, I did. Sh- I didn't share that enthusiasm. I think you know, I feel like he's got a lot of junk rolling around at the bottom there. Josh Gordon, he's got McKinnon now. Murray, uh, Gullity's hurt. We knew that's coming. Gronkowski's hurt. Probably could have bet on that too. Yep. This is a good number of guys there that aren't pretty uncertain. Like Hunter Renfro is his panned out. Gusecki's not doing so terrible despite the, the quarterback stuff. but Maybe it was a little too high on Powers' team. Take another closer look at it. Definitely need some for help. Cousins, I think Cousins probably already hit his ceiling for the year. Yeah, you know what? I don't think it's fair for me to call his team a top three team. You can't really be in that conversation if you're playing streaming quarterback roulette every week. So Regardless, look at Cam's team. It don't even matter. He's losing this week. Yep, I agree. We both picked Cam here. And finally, yeah. we've got myself, Turn Ferguson, against random.org Shogun Master. I've got some players trending in the right direction. I'm not even going to look. I'm going to predict Spencer to fucking pound you this week. Kind of like you did with Team Dinner against yourself. I like that. Yeah. I've got a theory. Got Spencer's a theory? getting off the he's getting off the schneid this week. He's been putting up big numbers and just losing by a hair, and your team is just peaking at 120 points. I'm going to break that losing streak, hey? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I got Herbert at Baltimore. Herbert's basically matchup proof so far. I don't mind that. Mixon mm-hmm. should do well against Detroit if he's healthy. Damien Harris blinds on waivers, but I draft him too high. I'm stuck with him. Uh, I like Cooks against Indy. If Davis Mills can even do a third of what Lamar Jackson did against Indianapolis, Cooks should himself serviceable game. Lockett's obviously a huge question mark with Geno Smith under center, so I don't know what to expect there. Whereas Claypool, I really like, especially going forward. Diggs, Tennessee secondary sucks, and I'm a Titans fan. If Diggs was ever going to get back to 2020 Diggs, this is the week to do it. Anyway, I'm going to pick myself to win. You can pick Sheldon Master. I don't really give a fuck. You don't pick Slammed me to win any week. Shogun master. You don't pick me to win any week, and yet here I am.
right. Introducing to the show for the first time ever, a man that needs no introduction, 2011 TBLC champion, Mr. Sean McLean, a.k.a. Ursay It Ain't So, a.k.a. Labrador Colts. How are you, sir? I'm pretty good. How are you? Uh, pretty good. It's nice to have three people on a podcast, all of whom are former champions. Significant growth over the first year. Yes, although it's been since you won way back when, it's been kind of you've been kind of low key in the league. Other than your your now uh, extinguished bromance with Mike, you've been kind of quiet uh, when it comes to TBLC. Maybe uh, maybe this is a year you turn things back up a notch and get back to the uh, finals. It would be nice. Although losing to the corpse of my team this week probably doesn't help your chances at all. No, it definitely didn't. Put me uh, in that uh, that pool of the two and two you guys were talking about last week, and and into the two and three from instead of three and two. Yeah. Well, I mean, what a I I spoke to somebody about this today. What a season going on in TBLC. Have you guys ever been in the league before? where every team is either three and two or two and three. I've never seen anything like this before. I looked through the standings in the matchups today and quickly, and I believe I came up with, we could have eight teams at three and three if the cards were to fall the right way by the end of this week. It's crazy. I've definitely never seen anything like this. I mean, we had no undefeated teams after God, what was it? Three weeks. Every team was either two and one or one and two or oh and three. I think it might have even been two weeks. Yeah. No, no, you're right. It was three weeks. Yeah, three weeks we had we lost our first undefeated team. It's crazy. Anyway, Sean, I had to bring you on the show this week because the last two weeks for you in the guillotine league have been nothing but chaos, to be honest. Let's be real. You've maneuvered or outmaneuvered your way in the survival somehow. Two weeks ago, you stashed the corpse of Julio Jones in lieu of starting defense. Somehow, hang on. And then this week, you decided to stash Dalvin Cook, which, look, I'm all for it, man. Dalvin Cook, he's a world beater when he's healthy. But you stashed him in your running back slot so that if you were towards the bottom and had to make a lineup move and a desperation, you were stuck with him. Care to touch on that? Can I say no? Uh, no, I think it's just, it's all, I, I fucking wasted a ton of money on Dalvin Cook. All of your and, money. Even. Yeah, yeah, every bit of it. So the, the ghost of Dalvin Cook in the past couple of weeks has, uh, I guess, kept me around. I, I don't even know. I, I have no explanation for it. <laughs> but I, like, knew, I, I knew, just, just like everybody else said in the comments, when I went for Dalvin Cook for $65 or whatever the fuck it was, and everybody said, week seven, you're gone. I was like, well, I just got to make it to week seven then because it's league works week after week or week by week, and you just got to not be the lowest player. That's right. I, I, really, I really have no explanation for this week. This week <laughs> I should have been gone. Go ahead, There's Joel. an argument to be made that – with Delvin Cook in his lineup or outside of his lineup, it doesn't make a difference. He's not dropping Delvin Cook. 
He's got zero yeah. waiver dollars left. What is but he could have picked Alvin Cook get you? Is it going to get you another week? Does it but he could have picked up someone matter? for free. Like this week in particular, Sean was frighteningly close to the bottom of the barrel. So if it yeah. meant saving his week, of course he's going to drop Dalvin for somebody to put in his running back slot. Of, unless but you're if just going to if you're looking at it one week at a time, sure. But what about the rest of the season? Now I don't know if I'm qualified to comment on this because probably I, fucking not. <laughs> yeah, Joel, maybe maybe you two can discuss this, Bert, and I'll just uh, be the host. <laughs> I mean, the way I see it, there if someone were to put forth the argument that is. I can go on to week six and lose in week seven, or I can hold on and, and flip a coin through week six and maybe get to week 14, 15. That's a legitimate strategy because he's invested in Delvin Cook. He's with zero waiver bucks left. That's, that's the play. It's Delvin Cook or, or nothing. It's been said before. You guys talk about it. It's a luck league. So yeah. whatever. Just fucking percent it is. Yeah. Throw it in. It makes for some interesting points. When you first spent literally all of your web on Zeke and Dalvin, I said, man, this guy's crazy. But at the end of the day, you're still in and I'm not. So you can argue for blowing all your web on these guys uh, prior to their buy. And you can argue for, you know, conserving your web and hoping you survive. But at the end of the day, it is luckily, I think that's stashing Dalvin in your running back slot was probably the craziest thing I've ever seen because you you were just stuck with it. There was no way out. And you want to, based on things I've seen, not necessarily from experience, because my experience in this league is very limited, sadly. But I would six weeks, whatever it is. Yeah, six weeks, two seasons. It's awful. Awful. But anyway, I would at least stash him on your bench yes you've invested all your web in him i would at least want to give myself an opportunity to survive you know yes your web has been spent but you can still make zero dollar claims and when zero dollar claims come up your guys get claimed in order inverse to points four so you can still make claims for just zero dollars oh i think i've tried don't yeah. you worry. I mean, yeah. I got, I got, not that I'm a great example again, but I got Josh Jacobs for $0, you know, so players can be had, subs can be had. So I just think you want to give yourself the best opportunity to survive and stashing Dalvin in your running back slot. I don't think that was optimal for survival. I don't like it. If you don't have a good long-term strategy, I think it's one of those why bother going forward type things. Cause it, your luck, it's, you're not going to end up with more web because you made it to week eight. You got to ride your horses or or die. Yeah, but right now with this league, like my long-term strategy is try to pick up people because my folks are just dropping like flies. So what are you saying, Joel, that just Sean has resigned himself to being eliminated in week seven? Is that what you're suggesting? I don't think so at all. He's He's into week seven and he's got Delvin Cook healthy. He's also got Dalvin and Zeke on a bye in week seven. He's suggesting it's over then because he spent all his web on those guys just to stash. I've said and from, from the day that he spent his web on those, I was like, I'd, you know, I'd like to see the strategy long-term because I felt like week seven was probably going to be the tough one. I would say though, based on the results so far, if anyone in this pool can survive stashing Zeke and Dalvin in week seven, it's Sean McClain. Oh yeah.
it's yeah. a luck league. Travis Travis Kelsey and CD Lamb and all your fucking guys never yep. scored a touchdown there. No, they did not. So, no. You know, like but they were fine last week. Once they were dispersed into the decapitation nation community, they went back to doing fantasy football things. Not not on my team. The focus all along what is I mean, what is Sean gonna do in week seven? Yeah. The question yeah. should be which team is in more trouble than Sean in week seven? Because all you have to do is finish second worst, right? Is there maybe a trade in the future? You never know. <laughs> Fair enough. They're on the, the two of them might be on the block. Put my mind at ease, okay? I speculated the week that you and I were at the bottom and you held on to, to beat me. I speculated that you never checked first or last if the Chargers or the Raiders defense was available on Monday night. Put my mind at ease and just, just tell me straight up that you didn't even look. You just moved on. Your week was over and you didn't bother to check whether or not those defenses were available. You're a little bit correct. I think I probably had time. And then I said, I'm going to fucking gamble. Just <laughs> That's what I said. I said, okay, stash and Julio. I got respect for that. And then the next waiver period, you dropped him. Yeah. I said, what? Because he's, he's done. He was done for me at that point. But yeah, at that course. point, I, I did know that I could have done it. Yep. And I was like, fuck it. Because that was my theory. I was like, you looked at the spread and you figured you were good to go and it didn't really matter. I did. I probably would have looked at it and maybe gotten alarmed and spooked and dropped him and done something, but I was like, if it happens, it happens. All you had to do Nobody's... was pick up any of those defenses, and I could have went to bed early, had a good night rest, been at peace with my decapitation, but as soon as that game kicked off and I saw you hadn't picked one up, I said, holy fuck, I'm in this. And instead, I had to torture myself for another four hours thinking I could actually come back. Well, what did I say? I said, all he had to do is survive and it didn't matter. And he's still here and you got 84 WAB dollars in your pocket and you're done. Yes, I do. I'm thinking about rolling those over next year. So when the season starts next year, I'll have, I'll have 184. Is that your personal best? What did you go down with last year? I don't remember last year. hundred, probably. <laughs> Pro- probably 96. It was, so, it was so early. It was probably 100. Yeah, it yeah. was. But you've been dangerously close to the bottom. I think every week except week one. So that's definitely not a place you want to be. Well, you just want to be in it every week. That's all it is. Yeah. Your three biggest players all have question marks this week. That's not good. When did you get Carson? Have you had Carson this whole time? No, I picked him up. Zero dollars. I picked him up for zero dollars. There you go. See, you're not out of this with zero bucks. Picked up Gronk for zero dollars and then immediately dropped him after I read his fucking report. Oh yeah. Tell me your thoughts on this pool <laughs> overall in two in a year and a half or so of playing this pool. Tell me how you feel about it. The guillotine league? Yeah, there you go. It's a fucking gamble every week. I really don't like I mean I would have liked to have drafted a better team, maybe, but I I do. I I you guys have said it. I think it's a luck league. I think any week people can have shit weeks and people can have really good weeks and you're done. It's the banter. It's the banter. It's the only reason we do this is the fucking back and forth. Until you get eliminated and then the banter just goes straight to shit. You can leave the group. 
No, yeah, you can <laughs> you can leave the group. I have to stay and partake in the abuse. And then weeks after I've been eliminated, I still get little jabs. Oh, Skinner, what are you still doing here? It's never it's, ending when you're the commissioner. It's never ending. It's karma. You give what you give. Karma for what? Starting the league, being a great commissioner, launching a podcast for my league members. Is that is that karma? Oh, you're so brave. Thank you. You're, you're basically Jesus. Yeah, basically, except I can't walk on water for shit. We, as you know, on the show, we like to predict teams to get eliminated from the guillotine league. Why don't you go ahead and tell us who you think will get eliminated this week? And you apparently can't pick yourself. Yeah, really. It probably would be myself. You can just go to random.org like Spencer does. I used science and that didn't work either. I'm not bitter. I haven't even come close. I think everybody I've picked has finished in. Yeah, you're the, the mush, top. Joel. You pick somebody to go down, they just spring right to the top. You know what? I'm going to fucking eat my words because, like, some people are going to have some big games for sure. And I'm picking again an indie running back. Maybe it's going to be Cam. Nice. I like that prediction. I. You know, it's a, that's only because I can't pick myself. And well, why would you pick yourself? Players. After everything you've been through in the last few weeks, you're just going to pick yourself and go down? Well, I know Antonio Brown's not going to have a big game again this week. I said this last year when Brady first went to the Bucks that it was going to result in a lot of feast or famine games. You know, guys like Mike Evans seem to stay involved on a semi-regular, uh, semi-regular basis, but it seems to be like Goblin or Antonio every week, you know, and it's tough. In TBLC, you went after Godwin, and you talked about it in the podcast. Yep. And I couldn't get rid of him because, again, the, the feast or fame thing. I got another trade offer for Godwin again, and um, my brain can't get rid of him. Oh, gotcha. Do we know what the worst record in the guillotine league is? Easy. Steve Power lasted <laughs> one week in year one and two weeks Automatic. in year two. I don't know. I don't, I don't pay attention to that stuff, so I'm glad somebody does. You don't even pay attention to what defenses are on the wire. So surely you, do, you wouldn't know that. I'm still there uh, and you weren't. God. Instant rebuttal that I've... Uh, not, not a requirement for my team. Maybe might be a requirement for your team, but not for mine. I don't know why you're trying to roast anyone. It, it all circles come back to you not being here. Yeah, that's a good point. Anyway, Mr. McLean, we'll, uh, we'll cut it there. Thank you for coming on the show, sir. I appreciate your insight and I appreciate you uh, making a prediction. So officially on the record, Mr. Sean McLean predicts Bish's executioner, Mr. Cameron Stoyles, go down this week. I like it. Thanks for having me. Best of luck the rest of the way, sir. Good chat with you, Sean. You too. I'd say best of luck to Skinner as well, but he's at the league, so. Yeah, yeah nobody too. means it. Yeah, thanks. We get, it. we get it. Cheers, guys. Cheers, brother. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Let's move on to Decapitation Nation. Last week, as we touched on earlier saw the man the myth the legend 
Mike Hitman Herrett go down. Did not see that coming going into the week. He wasn't on either of our radars go down, but mid-game injuries to Russell Wilson and Damian Harris and Clyde Edwards-Alaire are what did him in last week. Mike somehow managed to go down with 93.38 points despite having 37 points from Devontae Adams. But he had a bus game out of A.J. Green. Cameron Bright did nothing in Gronk's absence. And, of course, Wilson, Clyde Edwards-Lair, Damian Harris combining for just over 25 points. Led to his demise. And Mike He just ended up needing a Monday night field goal, didn't he? He needed 5.93 points out of Justin Tucker. Justin ah, so fucking Tucker. Goals. Yeah, Justin Tucker, who said no less than fucking seven points plus every week this season. Yeah, Puts Justin Kip, Tucker did that in one kick like three weeks ago. Yes, he did. Yep. Yep, but not this brutal. week. And it was especially brutal because in this league, points are awarded uh, based on the length of your kicks. So I don't understand. Sean has clearly got some kind of white magic going on to be able to survive like he did. He's got a guillotine-proof neck. He's got something going on. I'm on the bandwagon now. I'm I'm hoping he pulls through and goes deep. That'll be something. Wouldn't it be? I don't see it happening. I'm on the Sean McLean bandwagon. I like that. Fuck, I'll jump on the bandwagon too. How can you not jump on the bandwagon when the guy's willing to come on the show? It's a lot easier when you don't have your own team to cheer for, isn't it? Yeah, easier for me, for sure. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for bringing that up. I was just starting to get over it. Another news, uh, Herod, as a a first-year player, made it through, what, five five weeks? Yep, better than I did in my first year. His five weeks were one week away from beating you in two years combined. (laughs) He did okay. Herod did pretty good. He had a pretty respectable showing. I think that was the first week he was anywhere close to being decapitated. He didn't it's a tough around. league to figure out. Yep, you're preaching to the choir. Mostly because it's total bullshit, and one sour week will just fucking ruin everything. Yep. Sean's apparently got to figure it out. Sean likes to stash players in their respective slots rather than bench. I, uh, I, I still don't. I, I just can't figure that out. But I have not. zero problem with that. None. Yeah, you mentioned that. I just, it's a different If way. I am in his spot and different I'm, I'm nipping that. at the bottom every week, I'm not dropping Delvin Cook regardless. i got no wab left. I'm going to have bye week problems anyways. Dropping Delvin Cook does nothing for me. I'm either going to make it through the week and keep him and he's going to help me go deep or I'm going to lose with him in my lineup and then I don't have to worry about it. That's how I'm looking at it. I guess so. And it's it's highly improbable you're going to donk out another 11 weeks to get through without him. Well, he's already donked out two in a row. What's another handful? Uh, he's, he's a lot more than a handful. A very large Andre the Giant size handful? So, or say it ain't so, our guest for the podcast this week, he managed to stick around and survive. 
another week by the seat of his fucking pants. Lineup management be damned. Sean sets his lineup on Thursday, forgets about it for the rest of the week, just implores the fucking Ivan Drago mindset. If he dies, he dies. It's Sean's battle for the pool. Set it, forget it. I'm on hey. board. I'm hoping he I'm hoping he goes deeper than I care about my own team at this point. Yeah, I mean, might as well. Fuck, he's on some kind of miracle run here. And then he just casually chimes in the group chat. I think the key is to be humble. Fair enough. <laughs> you Stay should try that out. Yeah, well, I don't I don't get to stick around long enough to to figure out how to conduct myself. I'm like, hey guys, I'm here for the pool. I'm like that fucking Abe Simpson gif. I come in, hang my hat, I do a little hokey pokey, turn myself around, and then I pick up my hat and put it back on and leave again. Uh, let's see, friend. Who do you like to go down this week? Who's your prediction? I, I know this is going to be a complete and total shocker, but I actually did my homework on this one. Oh, Science didn't go. work, so I'm going a different route this week, and I'm That's actually right. going to do like a thorough look through the teams. Fuck science. Sean kind of stole my thunder, but my pick was I came down to Cam as well. Ooh, two oh, picks for Cam to go down. He's got a lot of red matchups. He's got the whole Dallas Goddard, big red COVID thing to figure out. Yeah, and he's stashing Barkley as of now, although he's wisely stashing him in his bench spot so that if he does need to pick someone up, he is going to give himself the opportunity to do so. Just, I mean, we've we've been stroking Cam's team off in a couple of different pools, but not this one. Cam's team this in this one. pool has just not been good. He's made no real moves. Like Damian Harris, man, at this point in the pool, how somebody as aggressive as Cam not replaced fucking Damian Harris by now? My God. Oh, I think he just picked him up. Even worse. Like he literally, he came from Harris' team. So, yeah, he would have just picked him up. So that just so that's his, show. that's gonna be his Barkley replacement. Yeah, that, that would make sense. Cam's so, a savvy vet. I I guarantee Cam's looked at his team numerous times and has been like, oh, I don't like this week. I think he's probably said that every week of this pool. But as we've determined, luck is a big factor, and that hasn't been affecting Cam negatively so far. Maybe if he starts talking about how safe he is and how he got. Cooper Cup for 16 bucks, it would just go the other way on him. Yeah, well, he didn't get Cooper Cup for 16 bucks, so we don't have to worry about that. Anyway, I'm going to stick with the theme that I created last week. I'm going to go to random.org with all the teams remaining. I'm going to run the list five times. Whoever's name is on the top after five randomizations, it's going to be the team I predict to go down this week. Here we go. One. Two, three, four. Lucky number five. Oh my God. Ursating show, Sean McLean. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. You can't make this up. I'm actually wow. going to send the screenshot to you to show you. Look at this fucking shit. After all we've talked about, we're on the fucking Sean McLean bandwagon. Here I am. He's at the top of the list. Sorry, Sean. Just, just another thing in this pool you're going to be wrong about, I'd say. That's fine. 
as as Spencer has proven in TBLC, I just cannot argue with random.org. Anyway, science. I'm I'm gonna yeah, science, random.org science. I'm gonna stick with or say it ain't so. I'm very sorry, Sean. Thanks again for coming on the show. <laughs> or say it ain't so is my pick to go down. Let's see why. Uh, Kirk Cousins, not very good. Uh, Antonio Brown, hit or miss. Pittman, consistent. Elliott, solid. Cook, hope he's healthy. Ingram, don't know. Chris Carson, might not play. I like that he picked up Carson for $0. That's what I'm talking about, right? Even though he's got no money left, if he just carefully manages the waiver wire. There are some gems to be found. And if Carson plays and he gets fucking Chris Carson for zero, that's going to be a huge boost for his team. Okay, so official predictions. Sean predicts Cam. Bish's executioner goes down. I predict Sean or say it ain't so will go down. And Joel also predicts that Cam Bish's executioner will be decapitated this week. Shirt of the week. Okay, let's move on to the final segment of the show. Shirt of the week. The shirt of the week for week five. It's a tough one. Mostly because the matches were mostly absolute fucking loop blowouts, except for my match with Sean Labrador Colts. It was only decided by a handful of points for that reason. We're going with Bills running back, Devin, single carry, single Terry as a shirt of the week. He had a paltry six carries for 25 yards. Gross. One catch for negative two yards. Anyway, that giant stat line equaled 3.3 fantasy points. It was really a toss-up here between Singletary and Beasley for the shirt of the week. At the end of the day, Beasley went undrafted in most pools, so it's hard to make a guy like that the shirt of the week. Therefore, Devin Singletary gets the nod as the shirt of the week. If he even had a serviceable game, 10 points, which any starting running back should be able to get, Sean would have been able to pull out the win. Instead, he did not, and my well-deserving all-around stud team, probably future 2021 champions, pulled out the win. Oh, boy, speechless. You're not even going to be a 2021 playoff team. Wow. But anyways... How can back to the back to the, the wet farting here? How yeah. how dare you talk about the first place team like that? You really got to drop this gimmick before it guillotine legs you. Why I can't get eliminated from this pool prematurely, can I? No, but I'm sure you can gloat to the point that your team buries you. No, I got Damian Harris for that. I'm calling it now. This is a team that is not going to the playoffs. All right, on that note, let's call it a week. Yeah, bedtime. Yep, okay, buddy. I will talk to you later. All right, we'll see you next week. Yeah, best luck this week. And by best luck, I mean, go fuck yourself, and I hope you lose everything. And you get eliminated from your survivor pool if you're in one. I'll be watching football with my dick in my hand this weekend, watching you get crushed.
<laughs> All right, buddy. You have a good week. You too. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Weekly Fantasy Roundup. Contact us anytime at theweeklyfantasyroundup at gmail.com.